Welcome to the 50th edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will review Allied and Moana, as well as recap the latest episodes of Westworld, The Walking Dead, and Star Wars Rebels. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, can you believe it's been 50 episodes? This is our 50th episode. Dude. That's crazy to me. Yeah, man. It's crazy. <laughs> we got in, I don't remember when we first started. It's so the fact that we're here. Jesus. After crazy. watching an obscene amount of movies this week, and we still have more to go, it's it's crazy. I am. I don't know if you're exhausted, but I'm exhausted. Oh, I'm definitely exhausted. But to me, it's worth it because you know we're in the thick of Oscar season, and that's like my time. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm very happy as well because hey, um, we've seen how many movies this week? Like nine, ten movies this week, and. The first r- truly bad one was today. So, I mean, that's that's a good run, right? Yeah, would you, would you agree? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we're not reviewing the movie that we are saying is bad yet. We'll review that on our next episode, which an announcement is coming about that a little later on in the show. Or do you want to announce it now? We can announce it now, man. All right, let's do it now. Okay, so since this is our 50th episode and we got Thanksgiving coming up, all these different things, we're just saying, you know what? We're going to have an additional episode this week. You know, we have, um, we had seen a lot of movies this week just because of me being home. We're like going to see all these movies before I go back to Virginia. Um, so we, we just, we have just an overload of movies that we need to review. So we're like, you know what? Let's make a complete, a separate episode completely just reviewing all these movies that we've seen. And we will be doing that. That'll, We'll be recording that tomorrow, It'll pro- which is Thursday, but it'll probably come out Friday. So keep your eye open for that. You'll get an additional episode this week. We'll still have our normal Saturday episode as well. Um, just lots going on. And I think both of those episodes should be pretty fun. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about all these different movies that we've seen in that next Friday episode. Anyway, you want to get to Allied. Let's do it, man. And I I'm, keep I'm, I keep looking down, saying the name because I cannot for the life of me. I keep saying the wrong name. I yeah, keep saying yeah. You keep saying denial or arrival. I I don't know what it is, but for some reason I cannot say this name. I don't know what it's just some. It's a, not a bad title. It's just I don't know for some reason I've got like a mental block. But anyway, let's move to Allied. Um, Ozzy, I think or, you know what I'm going to start this because I know I have a different opinion than. Because we, we went to we went to this movie last night in a group of people. Like we actually went with a couple different people, people that we don't normally go to the movies with. And came coming out of it, almost every single one except one other person other than me said that they did not like it. Some even went as far as to say they hated it. Um, that was Dakota. Um, <laughs> now, I thought I I really liked this movie. I'm not gonna lie, I really liked this movie, and I know I I was I don't know if that puts me in the minority in general or if it was just in that group that I'm in the minority. There was one other person that said that they thought it was okay, pretty good. So I, I don't know, but I really liked this movie. Honestly, you were more on the other side of that. What did you think of Allied? I, I thought it was okay, man. It wasn't. I, I wanted more. Um, I thought the trailers were gonna. From the trailers, I thought it'd be more of a more of a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this took a while for me to really get into the get into the story. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it was it felt really slow, felt <laughs> really slow, and that's not a good mm-hmm. sign if I'm sitting at a theater, especially for the amount of time that we've been in the theater yesterday. <laughs> I spent more than eight hours in the theater I, that yesterday. That definitely could have but, played into it a little bit. Um, the pacing in this movie just, it, it was rough yeah. for me. So, but let's, let's I'm going to start with my positives. Okay, let's do it. I think that um, Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. Cotillard. Yep. They had great chemistry together. I agree. From, I really agree. Yeah, from the moment they hit the screen together, I thought they had great chemistry. They played off of each other really well. 
And I think they gave good performances in, in the film. Yeah, um, I I thought they were, the performances were pretty good. Like there was nothing in here that's going to blow you away. There's no Academy Award nomination level performances in here, but they were both really really good, and um, their chemistry was great. I thought on screen they worked really well together. Um, I bought the chemistry that was there, the initial chemistry. I do have some issues with how their relationship kind of developed throughout the film, but that's more with the writing than has anything to do with their chemistry. Um, to me, that was kind of the driving force of the movie, and it's it's what kept me engaged through that early portion of the movie, which you said you kind of thought didn't work and it was too slow. For me, I was engaged because of their chemistry. Um, and, yeah, so I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, my an, Another positive I have, I don't know if you would agree with me here, but there was a lot of tension in this movie. Like, there were some really tense moments in this movie where I was, like, on the edge of my seat. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, you know. Like, uh, there, even in the first act, because the first act, this, this movie is basically split into two distinct halves. Like, you have the first half where they're meeting and they're on their first mission. And then the second half where, which this is all in the trailer, so we're not spoiling anything. She gets accused of being a double agent and he has to try to figure out if it's true or not. So, in the first half, I I thought that that really had some interesting and tense moments. And that, that kind of plays with the story as well. The story is another one of my positives, positives because you have that first half, which is about their their mission and... Um, try, they're trying to assassinate somebody, and I thought all the really details that they had to go through, which, okay, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, planning all that out, to me, that was really interesting. And then when the mission actually goes down, I thought that was really well done. Um, not as not very action-packed, so I can get how there's some issues there. Um, and then the second half, it's just filled with tension, because it's more of, like, is she a double agent? Is she not? Um, and I thought that was really well done, because... You can tell that Brad Pitt's character is really starting to doubt himself and doubt her. So, as a result, we're starting to doubt her. And to me, that added a lot of tension. Um, I can see how maybe... I don't know. What did you think? Did did you... Do you agree? Disagree? I thought the... Okay. Their build-up for me was... First of all, we spent a lot of time in their first mission. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent a good portion of the movie in that mission, which I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And to me, I really wasn't, it didn't really grab, grab me. Mm-hmm. It, it was just them meeting up and, and stuff like that, which is, which is fine, but it, it did not grab me. It didn't really grab my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. It was, it was okay. Um, I thought the execution when they, and the, and then the mission was done again, it was okay. I didn't. I, like, I didn't. I didn't really. Didn't like. I said. I really didn't grab my attention. To, as soon as it hit the second act, I would say I started to get into it a, bit mm-hmm. by bit. It wasn't something that I was just like, "Wow!" Like this is. I'm, I'm hooked from yeah. the opening scene. So Do you have any more positives? I think the cinematography, like when when they would shoot some of the war scenes, I thought the cinematography. Was, yeah, was was pretty good. I, the, the the limited action that there was in this was shot very well. Yeah, and I, I do think, have some issues with the cinematography, which we'll get to. Yeah, and, and more think, of the CGI, but we'll get there. Especially the sound when yeah. it came to the gunshots. Yes, it was it was really good. And um, there's there's a scene in there where there's tension with him and and, and the Nazis. Mm-hmm. That scene was done really well. Yeah. Give this movie props. That scene was done really well when he was looking for something. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's kind of move into our negatives because I think you're going to have more to say in that aspect of this review. Um, what, what what are some of your negatives, Ozzy? Okay. My negatives for me is I was sort of, I sort of found it predictable, sort of the end of it. Um, I don't know if it's because it's actress or anything like that, but I sort of found it predictable towards the end. I was like, ah, okay, this is, this is happening. This is happening. Okay. So I put like for me it was predictable. Um, again, it was it it this movie when I say it took its time, it took its time too much though for me. It just it really um, boiled it down for me. Um, you, what are your what are some of your negatives? Uh, I mean, I, I I've already said I disagree on the pace. I thought the pace I thought it was really well paced, honestly. And then as for it being predictable, I guess, but. 
I, I don't know. To me, that's not, I can't really hold that against the movie because it's almost like it's predictable because we've seen movies like it. And is it that movie's fault that there's been other things like it? I, I don't know. But I think I think what would have worked with the movie is is if they didn't reveal that like that part where if she was a double agent or yeah. not. I feel that if they would have kept that secret and used it in the movie, I thought yeah. that would have made the movie better. Okay, so like not in the trailer you're talking. Yeah, about? like not yeah. put it out in the trailer because that, that, that's fair. Because I don't know, just that scene in particular, it it had it had the tension in there. And I was, you know, I felt bad for Brad Pitt because you see him getting worked up and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's just some of the, he's just, um, I would say his his uh, his boss, like the guy who was telling him about it, it. I don't know. It just seemed there was no emotion in the actor when he was giving it, giving him the news. That's there true. No emotion. He was just giving him the news, like, and I don't know. It the execution of it was just poorly okay. from that actor. And especially some, especially some of the lines he was giving, I just I didn't really buy it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, so you guys just do this every other week, and you're fine. <laughs> like, like, there's no, like they just hand them to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't know. It's just that scene I had problems with. I'm just like, mm-hmm. how would you even know this? Like, yeah. just go pick up the stuff or something. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. The to me, there there are a lot of cheesy moments. Well, not a lot, but there are some definitely some cheesy moments. I know there's one in particular that bothered you. Um, yes. with a hospital and a bombing where we won't get into the details of yeah. it, but there's one in particular that bothers Ozzy there. Uh, and there's definitely some cheesy moments towards the end of the movie. And even in the beginning, like they, this is in the trailer too. They have like, they have sex in a car in the middle of a sandstorm. It's like, really, is this the best time for you to be doing this right now? Literally, I'm walking the Yo, I don't even know how long y'all going to last, but I don't even know how long the sandstorm is going to last. So like, I wonder. I- yeah, I don't know. It, it was, yeah. Um, but to me, the biggest issue with this movie, um, is the development of that relationship. Like I said, they have good chemistry. I completely agree with but you. But the, the, the relationship kind of... They have some weird turns where they get mad at each other like before they're even like romantic or anything. I'm just like, wait, what do you... Like, I don't understand why you're mad at each other right now. Like, they didn't portray that very well and they didn't explain it very well. And then, like, the the their decision to get to become, like, romantically involved is really not well done at all. Like, it just, it clicks and it's like, oh, they're romantic just, now. It what? Sort of just happened? Yeah, exactly. It, it's out of nowhere, almost. Um, especially with how they've been talking the rest of the movie and how the movie's kind of set that relationship up. It, it's really strange. Um, and then also, I don't there's just a lot of moments like that, honestly. Um, and then my last negative, though, is some somewhat to do with the cinematography, but... I don't... Did they actually go to the desert to film this? Because sometimes oh, it did not oh, yeah, look yeah, like yeah, yeah. they were actually there. Yes, I was like, are I they mean, in a like green screen with just some sand on the ground right, right now? I really? agree with you. I was um, like, what is happening? Yeah, I agree with you there, um, man. It was... that that Those scenes I had I had problems with, too. Yeah. I was like, ah, boy. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, man. What do you what do you rate this movie? Um, I'm definitely more positive on this. You're going to be shocked at my rating, honestly. Oh, my gosh. But to me, the, what... Because, yes, I do have issues with this movie. But to me, this is a throwback to classic spy espionage movies of, like, the 50s, 60s. And I really like those kind of movies. So I do think that this was pretty well done with the story, with the tension. I do. I thought this movie was well-directed. Well I know you disagree because of the pacing and all that. But I thought this movie was well-directed. So, honestly, you're very shocked. And I know anybody listening that went with us to the movie last night is going to... Be shocked too. I'm giving this an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yep. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I knew you're gonna be shocked. Go. <laughs> what's your rating, Ozzy? I'm at like a six point seven. I yeah. I knew you'd be kind of in that range. As I well. mean, it's not a bad movie. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a it's a pretty decent movie. Yeah. Um, with pretty good performances in it. Um, I think the second act is worth watching. I'm not gonna say the first act is. You know, all that... Great. That mission is fun. I, I disagree, but... Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Um, right, let's move on to Moana. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I think we'll be more in the same ballpark for this movie. 
So it's, it's better than Frozen. That's why? What? I don't get why you keep bringing that up. Why is that your bar? <laughs> because, man, actually, guys, we're gonna have possibly, we're, we're possibly. depending on how things work out with this movie is coming out this weekend. More than likely, we're gonna have <laughs> a debate coming up for you guys. We're also gonna have a poll setting up. That's because Moana came out. It's gonna be a little, little little thing you have yeah. for you guys over here. All I'm saying is you don't sit, see me sitting here going, it was better than Tangled. Wasn't it better than Tangled? Hey, like, hey, that's the dog. Hey. Like, come on. That, why is that the because bar? Because <laughs> that's my bar, bro. Like, what's up? <laughs> okay. But anyways, no. It, let's it, move on to Moana. Let's move on to Moana. All right. Ozzy, what are your initial thoughts on Moana? Moana was, it, it was, it was a great animation film from Disney. I, I enjoyed it. I agree. <laughs> I, I I just I agree. I think that there was definitely it's definitely in the contention for the best animated film of the year. I know you would disagree because you are in love with Kubo, and that's fair. No, what do you have Kubo at this year? Is Kubo's at your like, Kubo's at like a nine? Yeah, yeah. But um, Jeez. no, I, I do think that Moana does have the potential to also get nominated. Oh, it's going to get nominated. I think. Uh, yeah. I think. I think it's honestly between Kubo. Moana, Finding Dory, I know you're probably going to disagree. Finding Dory's going to get nominated. I don't think it will have a chance at winning. And then you also got Zootopia, who also has a chance. Yeah, Zootopia has a chance, um, although I'm in the minority with my thoughts on that one. (laughs) Yes, you are. Um, Anyway. All right, let's kind of get into this here. Let's start with our positives. I'll start off. I think the story and the mythology that they set up in this movie is amazing. I really loved the story. I really loved all the different things with the monsters and um, Maui, the demigod, who we've seen all over the trailers, um, voiced by The Rock. Um, and, like, the the mission that she has to go on, all these different things. Like, to me, that it was all really entertaining, really unique, and... Um, just it was a fun it was a fun story and a fun world to be injected into. Yeah, man, it's definitely you know it's definitely something unique. I mean, Disney's been promoting uh, has been doing animations about um, princesses, basically you know, and big castles and mm-hmm. you know everything with with horses and, and all that. But this one this one takes place in Hawaii, like yeah. on an island. I'm gonna assume it's Hawaii. Yeah. Um. And it, it's just a different culture. So the the mythology, you know, you you get it's easy to get into. You're into it. The way they explain it is really great. The culture, it's a very unique culture, very fun culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you know you dip right into that, and, and and you know the whole family prospect of it also really great as well. Um, and also the animation in this movie is actually really well. It's actually yes. really good in this movie. That, that is one of my positives as well. The animation is really good. I didn't have any, many issues at all with... I know you said you had, yeah, a, had some issues here like, and there, but... Like, here and there, but yeah. overall it was done really I, I well. honestly didn't have any... There was nothing that stuck out to me Go ooh, like, that was not very good. Like, <laughs> you know, there's nothing that sticks out like that. Like, it's not... Um, let me put it this way. If you haven't seen the Cars 3 trailer, watch, Cars 3 teaser trailer, watch that crap because, number one, it looks actually good. <laughs> and, number two, the animation looks amazing. And this movie is not up to that level, on, in my opinion. It's not up to um, as much as I have major issues with The Good Dinosaur. The Good Dinosaur's animation was amazing. And I don't, I don't think it's up to that level either. Um, so it's not Pixar standards, but it's very good for Disney standards. So... Um, yeah, I really did love the animation. Uh, what about the music? What did you think of the music? I thought the music was good. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say I flat out loved it, because um, I did think that some of the songs got sort of repetitive. Yeah, I agree, but it was almost like they were following a certain theme, so that's why I didn't, like, they wanted to stick to that and just do deviations of it. Yeah, I mean, which is, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I, which is fine, but I didn't, I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I thought I was surprised that the Rock had sang. I was just like, "We'll get there." Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna not get saying, there. I'm not saying me. he was. I'm not saying he was like amazing, but I'm just like, "Look at you singing, man!" I'm gonna get there. I'm, like, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm gonna get there. Um, That's something we're gonna disagree on. Uh, yeah, um, uh, but like I said, he's not. Don't yeah. don't take my word and be like, "Dude, he's amazing." No, I'm not saying he's amazing. <laughs> he's okay. He's 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 close to good. So um, anyway, my. Uh, my thing with the music, and this is how I would describe it, there are definitely some songs in here that I, like, I really, really liked, honestly. Um, and I could see myself kind of jamming out to the soundtrack a little bit. But um, 
I think the way you have to describe it is they went with quality over quantity. There's not many songs in this movie. Like, compared to other Disney movies, it's not like there's tons of different songs. And like you said, some of them get repeated and then they just have um, deviations on them. Um, so I think they, they went with quality over quantity with the music in this. They, they wanted really good music and maybe not as much as some of their other movies. Um, so I think that's kind of how I would describe the music in this movie. Um, what about the voice acting? That's my other positive. What do you think of the voice I acting? I thought the voice uh, acting was fantastic. I agree. I thought it Strongest was aspect of the movie, in my opinion. Um, you, I love the chemistry. Love the chemistry that 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 uh, Maui has with Moana. They have mm-hmm. great chemistry. It's fun. You buy into the relationship. Um, and did you like the comedy in this movie? Somewhat, I, I, there wasn't a lot of comedy in this movie. Um, it's and some of it didn't work. There's one specific aspect that we will be getting to, um, <laughs> but I think for the most part, I did really like this, like the comedic moments in this. Um, they don't necessarily stick out. It's not the first thing I would bring up. So, and it's it's also a really fun adventure to just yes. dive into. Yes, definitely. So it's it's something. I personally enjoyed um, mm-hmm. getting into getting oh yeah into it. definitely. Um, you want to move into negatives? Let's do it, man. All right. Uh, I'm curious to see what you've got kind of floating around in this area. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with this false advertisement of the pig. <laughs> okay. This is one of my. Why negatives. would well, you do this of. to me? Okay. <laughs> I was looking forward to the pig, and she made a joke towards the pig, and I was I was laughing. I was like, ha. I can't wait to see you guys together in a boat. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was funny because they they advertised the pig being the sidekick animal character. That's a lie. That's a damn lie. Okay, it was chicken. Okay, and it wasn't even a smart chicken. It was a really dumb chicken. Okay, um, and he was arguably chicken. one of the most annoying animal characters. That stupid freaking chicken. Okay. Like, he he didn't do anything useful till like, the last five minutes. And it was was bad. Um, Um, I don't know why... I don't know why Disney decided to just cut out the pig and put the chicken in. It's almost like... It's almost like they had two different versions of the movie. One, the pig version, and one, the chicken version. And then they were like, hmm... And then they decided, you know what, let's go with the chicken version. But why? Why? It doesn't make any... Like, honestly, the chicken was so stupid and so annoying. Like, I get that's supposed to be funny. I didn't find it funny. I'm sorry. Um, the freaking chicken, it, it's almost like they watched. They had just watched Finding Dory before with that stupid freaking bird. I can't even remember what its name is. Um, but it was just... And, and then they were like, yeah, that that's what we needed in this movie. Why? No, you don't need that in the movie. Like, I'd rather her not have an animal sidekick, but I understand it's a Disney movie, so you almost kind of have to. But, good lord, why did it have to be the stupid chicken? Yeah, like, <laughs> I wouldn't have minded if it was the pig and the chicken together. Yeah, maybe. I feel like maybe, maybe they would have bounced out. But, it's just, the chicken was just so stupid. I agree. He was unbearingly stupid. It's just like you have that one really dumb friend yeah. where you try to explain something to and he still doesn't get it. <laughs> like, it's that bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It just There were a lot of times where I just took the momentum out of a scene, too. I, I don't know. To me, it just did not work. Um, my other negative is something we already kind of had a mini discussion here. The Rock. Uh, the Rock scene. Look, I The Rock, I, I, I love The Rock because he knows when he's not necessarily good at something. And he's willing to work at it. And I definitely know next time that he has a movie where he has to sing in, he's going to be even better because that's just how The Rock operates. And I also know that if he wanted more than one song in this movie, he could have gotten it because he's the freaking Rock. But he only had one song in this movie for a reason. He's not very good. He did not... You, you, you can say that he's an okay singer all you want, but... He, you, you can barely even call what he was doing singing. He was talking the lines. He had a couple moments where he actually sang, but he was talking a song. Like, that's all it was. Um, so to me, that was that, like, again, going back to my little soundtrack thing, like, this is something that I would listen to in the car or something. The rock song is the one that I would skip over. Like, it, it's not good. I'm sorry. It's just not good. Um, 
so that that's another one. It's a little more specific of a negative, but it, it is. I mean, it's just that's. Like the I, said, truth. I mean, it's okay. I wouldn't like I said. It's not something to go out and buy. It's something <laughs> to be like, yo, you gotta buy this soundtrack. I would say you can buy the soundtrack, but I, I mean, say you that ahead. you're gonna be skipping the rock song. I mean, you can go ahead and buy the soundtrack. I'm just saying, like, I mean. It's not worth it. Whoa, jeez. I'd rather just buy the movie and listen to it. But anyway. just to listen. I don't think it's. I don't. Th- I don't think it's worth the buy. All right, fine. Listening. If you're listening to it on freaking Spotify, whatever. Like, <laughs> it's not. It's not worth it though. It's but not anyway. worth it to listen to it on Spotify. Jeez, maybe you should put that in your negatives. <laughs> Speaking of which, what are some of your other negatives? Um, what are some other negatives? Um, How many? <laughs> Um, I think you're going to be higher on this movie than I am. Possibly. Um, I really don't have all that much. I do think that they try to push like a certain ideal forward, but I mean, it's it's part of the story. Um, like her relationship with her father, mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought that was okay. I didn't think it was something like, like you know, really good. I thought, that, you know, it, unlike, unlike Frozen and unlike... Um, tangled. I mean, she has a really close relationship with her parents in this mm-hmm. one. Like, but it's 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 more of more so that she's closer to her grandmother. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Like, I felt like if they were gonna like, I felt that the fact that they were taking a unique turn with just sort of the culture of it, I would have liked it if she had that relationship established with her parents more mm-hmm. than her grandmother. Yeah. I mean, it was still. I didn't mind the grandmother. I just wish it was still her parents or something. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, do you have anything else? No, yeah. I'm out of stuff to say about this too. <laughs> um, you want to get into our ratings? Um, Ozzy, what did you think of this movie? What's your rating? I'm gonna give it an eight point seven. Okay, you were higher than me, but just barely. <laughs> I am at an eight point six. <laughs> Honestly, that's what, that was my score. You won up to me barely, <laughs> um, so I I was right still. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that those are our review for that was our review for Moana and our review for Allied before that. So definitely, definitely, I, I would recommend both of these movies. I know you would not recommend Allied fully. Um, yeah, Allied is not something I would I would run out of the theaters to go see, but. Um, Moana, on the other hand, I would say it's it's a really good recommendation oh, to go see, especially Must like watch. if if you want to watch it on Thanksgiving, go see it on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's it's a great movie. It, it you know it has family must watch, in yep, there and it has lessons about you know other things. So give it a watch. Definitely, definitely. All right, before we kind of move into our recaps and all those different kind of things. We're first going to do recommendations because we have um, so much freaking going on um, with all these recaps because we're calling different people in where all the with the editing process, it's just easier to do recaps first. That's just how it is. So if that's throwing you off, I'm sorry, but (laughs) we're going to do our recommendations and I will start off here if that's all right with you, Ozzy. Go ahead, man. Take it away. All right. My recommendation is... This is going to kind of give away maybe my thoughts on one particular movie that we just watched. But hey, whatever. Um, We're still going to give a full review for it coming up. Um, The Aviator is my recommendation. It is is a Martin Scorsese movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio. It is about Howard Hughes. And let me just say this. This is all I'm going to say in relation to the other movie that we're going to review in our next episode. It is a much better version of a Howard Hughes movie than this another movie that is in theaters at the moment. If you're going to go see a movie about Howard Hughes or with Howard Hughes in it, go watch The Aviator on freaking Netflix, please. Anyway, uh, about The Aviator in particular, um, Leonardo DiCaprio is freaking amazing in that movie. That was one of his first roles that you... Well, I mean, I guess you kind of have to say what's eating Gilbert Grape. He should have won for that, but... He easily could have won for The Aviator. This is one of the roles that he got snubbed on. Um, he was absolutely incredible in The Aviator. Um, it's a Scorsese movie. Um, so another reason that I wanted to talk about this movie is because it gives me an excuse to talk about, did you see that new Scorsese movie trailer? Oh my gosh. I've been waiting for that trailer for so long and it was amazing. Anyway, Martin Scorsese is my favorite director. He's one of the best directors of all time, period. 
So this is if you have not seen this movie, The Aviator, it is um, definitely a must watch because it's one of the better movies by one of the best directors of all time. So that's my recommendation. Ozzy, what do you got? I'm gonna recommend a movie that we already saw in theaters. Not, don't worry, it's not any one of the recent ones, Carlos. <laughs> um, I'm gonna recommend Arrival. Okay. Arrival is so good. I'm not gonna get into details about it just because we already reviewed it and yep. everything. But just so that you know, on our top ten of the year, it's Carlos's and I number one movie. It's true. Of the year. It's number one movie of the year. Highly recommend this movie. Go watch it. The soundtrack, I didn't mention the soundtrack in the review, but the soundtrack is really good. The cinematography in the movie is fantastic. So mm-hmm. definitely check the movie out. That's what you got? Yep. Sweet. Um, yep, so those are our recommendations. So now we are going to move in, and we're running at perfect timing right now. We are going to move into our Westworld recap. Um Ozzy, what did you think of this latest episode of Westworld? Oh, spoiler warning, by the way, if you're not caught up on Westworld, you might want to check out or fast forward to the next segment, whatever you want to do, time codes in the description for your pleasure. All right, Ozzy, take it away. I thought this was another good episode of Westworld. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were no. like, oh. oh no, oh, I agree. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, whoa, Carlos, yeah. whoa. Um... <laughs> I thought this is another good episode of, of Westworld, though Maeve is starting to annoy me. Really? What? Yes, she is starting to really annoy me. Um, to me, she is getting extremely overconfident. Oh, that point. is and true. She is getting. Yeah. Um, she's she's starting to me. She's starting to become like a like a teenager in a sense where she knows everything, and she's starting to become a bully. To um, mm-hmm. these two characters, that um, let me pull out their names real quick. She's just starting to the, the two scientists that are yeah, yeah, yeah helping her out or reluctantly helping her out. Yeah, oh, because she's just becoming a bully, man, and it's it's sad to see. But you know, what are we gonna do? Um, yeah, I do find it interesting that the the one what's the Chinese guy's name? Like, I can't remember, but he he seems like he is almost. Do you think it's a curiosity, or do you think he really wants her to escape? Or do you think he just wants to see what would happen? I think he wants her in the end to be free, because I do think that he does care about her. I agree. But she's just becoming out of control. Um, His name is Felix, by the way. Okay, yeah. Um, I feel that Felix does care about her, and I feel that he does want to help her, you know, be free. But the thing is, he doesn't want her to die. Mm-hmm. He's trying, and he's trying to explain it to her. You know, he's trying to keep her there, but she's just not listening whatsoever. Because again, she's just because she knows his information doesn't mean that she completely understands the information. Understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I I agree to an extent on Maeve. I, she's definitely getting overconfident. She she is. That's the bottom line. Um, but I, at the same time, I do feel like. It was just so cool to see her commanding other hosts and tell, like, just having control, vocal control over other hosts. Like, she is acting very human right now, and it's kind of scary how she's acting so human. And she's able to, she's reached a level where she's literally in control of other hosts, and that's crazy to me. Um, I do think she just, she got too confident really fast, and she was messing with too many things, and it got her in trouble because. Now I'm just really afraid that she's just going to get shut down or she's going to have her, she's going to get reset. And it's just like, really, we're going to lose all this progress. Um, so I, I'm nervous that that's what's going to happen. I really, because I ultimately, you do we both think that this is going to kind of lead to rebellion? Like, that's what we think the show is going to ultimately get to, right? Yeah, I do think it's going to lead to rebellion, but she right now is becoming over- yeah. She blew it. Yeah, she's blowing it right now. Yeah. She's blowing it. And to me, it's becoming annoying. Because yeah. seeing Maeve, you know, we, we've seen Maeve for, what, eight episodes now? Mm-hmm. And um, in the first six first six episodes, we see her. I'm 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 with her all the way. Mm-hmm. I support her all the way. I'm just like, I want you to be... Like, I want her to be free just as much as the next guy does. Mm-hmm. But she's not thinking straight. She's not thinking clearly. Yeah. You know, this is just her. Like I said, she's just, she's just thinking that she knows everything you know what i'm saying you know what i mean like just because like i said just because you know something doesn't mean you fully comprehend it 
You know what I mean? I get you. Um, all right, we've talked about Maeve for a little bit here. Let's kind of move on to Bernard. Um, Bernard is freaking out because he realizes that Ford just have had him kill Teresa. Um, and then he kind of has his... Ford decides, all right, we're just going to wipe your memories of this. Uh, what did you think of that whole interaction with Bernard um, freaking out that he's um, killed Teresa? And then we obviously get the flashback reveal that he also, ass we're assuming, killed um, Elsie, correct? Um, so we have that information now. Um, what, what did you think of everything that's going on with Bernard, the aftermath of that shocking moment or not-so-shocking moment from the last episode? I thought the stuff with Bernard, other than the things with Elsie, because that that stuff just disappointed me right there. Mm -hmm. But other than but other than that, I thought it was great. Yeah. I think seeing him react to that is was really good mm -hmm. because we find out it wasn't just a sexual thing that they were having. He mm -hmm. actually really did care for Teresa yeah. and he even said I loved her. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was awesome seeing that from him. And we just find out that Ford is just a Douche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is just so mean. Not a good guy. Um, he's not not the good guy. Not the good guy. Don't come into the show thinking he's a good guy because he's not the good guy. <laughs> um, I think that he is just so ruthless. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I hope the man black takes him out. Because, like, you know, we're getting more. We're getting. Oh, that's, that's another discussion. But, anyways, um, uh, that, that whole thing with Bernard, with him reacting yeah. to Teresa, I thought it was. Well done, mm -hmm. greatly acted. Oh my um, gosh, he's so such good! Such a great actor. Yeah, he's so good. As soon as, as soon as Ford, Ford tells him no emotion, he's crying. He's like, <gasps> yeah. he's like that's so good. Um, that's the thing I love about the show. The show yeah. tests um, tests these actors. And yes, actors that's and true. Emotions. Like I remember, I think it was the first episode with uh, Dolores. Yeah, with Dolores, where it's the same thing. She was yeah. bawling, crying, and then it's just no click and nothing. I'm like, it's yes, awesome. Yeah. Such great acting. So um, I, the show is great on performances, I have to say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm definitely really interested to see if Bernard starts to kind of remember stuff. And I, I, I don't know, like, because we're, we're seeing a lot of these hosts kind of start to have memories. And another one of those hosts that starts to have these memories in this episode, which is really, I'm... That's strange, because I don't know how this is getting passed along. Like, is this just something that's happening to all the hosts, or is there something that's triggering this in these hosts? Because we have um, Teddy. Teddy starts to have memories, and he has memories of what the Man in Black did to Dolores in, um, I believe it was the first episode. So, and that kind of affects him, what he, how he's treating the Man in Black, and... Then he ties him up, and he starts to try to threaten him, but then he can't kill him, obviously. So it's just, it's really interesting. What do you think it means that Teddy is starting to have these memories of past um, experiences that he shouldn't ha shouldn't be having? I think this is a great thing for Teddy, because we can finally start to get somewhere with Teddy. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's great, because... We're getting we're getting him on, on on like a darker edge. I remember the first time we saw him, he was like a goody goody cowboy, whatever. But now he's starting to become this guy who, I think he doesn't know a lot right now. I think he's going to start to question his reality, which mm -hmm. I think is great. I thought the conversation that he had with the man of black is that was some great dialogue as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see where Teddy goes from here. Interested yeah. to see if he remembers more over his years at the park. Uh-huh. Um, we also have Dolores and William kind of off on their adventure. It almost seems like we're building to their, all, like, all these paths crossing with um, Teddy and the Man in Black, plus Dolores and William. But at the same time, there's still that theory floating around out there. So I, I'm just really confused. I'm, I still don't know... I still don't get what, like, every episode we kind of get a little, a different description of what the maze is and what it means. I still don't, like, I, they, I'm still kind of confused and I can't get invested in all these different storylines because they're chasing this thing that we just don't know what it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, at least Game of, Th Game, Game of Thrones, like, we know what we're chasing. Yeah. We know which, which character is going after what, which is, you know, why we love the show. Mm -hmm. But this one... 
like it, it we don't I agree with you. We don't know what the maze is. Mm-hmm. Um and the reason why I was disappointed with Bernard is just because um with the whole thing with Elsie, it's just that could have been like a way for us to know, yeah. okay, Arnold is out there. Yeah. But now I'm just like what if Arnold isn't even out there? Like, what if it was just Bernard doing the whole thing? So it's just something I don't know anymore, which mm-hmm. is why it's, I feel like I feel like as as good as this episode was, it was also sort of a step back. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought with the Man in Black, as great as his like hearing about his past was, he was just and I just and I discussed it with you. He was mm-hmm. just like, "You want to know how I am? You want to know how I am?" I was like, "Okay, are we gonna are we gonna confirm this theory or are we gonna yeah. debunk it?" And he's just like, "I'm the guy who lost the family." I was like, "Oh God." <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> give me your name so yeah. that we, you know, we can go on. But it's just—I don't know. It was just this, this episode. Was, like I said, as good as it was, there was also like steps back again. Uh-huh. Um, there is also a theory that um, Bernard is Arnold, and or like he's like a host of what Arnold was, or something like that. Because there's something about like we see a picture of um we see a picture of uh, Ford standing next to Arnold but like there's also a, a space in between Ford and who we assume is Arnold but we also get that that person is supposedly his a host of his dad in that cabin right um and we're, the theory is that we were seeing that picture through Bernard's eyes, and Bernard, as we saw with that door situation in the last episode, hosts cannot see things that they're not supposed to see. So maybe he didn't see himself in that picture, because he is Arnold, or he is a representation of Arnold. I, I don't know, it's just, there's so many theories out there, it's crazy. Like, if you ever want to get some really crazy crap, go on the Westworld Reddit, because it is insane. <laughs> there, I've never seen so many theories about the show before. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, uh, even about the smallest yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I, I just a I, and there's a freaking theory about it, but yeah. um, it's crazy. I'm not gonna say like I'd be upset with that. Yeah, because it makes sense, and, and that would explain the whole Arnold signing in at that location that Elsie was at, and then Bernard showing up. That would explain but that. It's just, it's, to me, but to me, it's just Ford knows everything, so it's That's just like true. Bernard. Goes and tells Ford everything. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just, again, like, it's confusing. Yeah, but... Because if, if he is... If he is Arnold, then why hasn't... Why hasn't Ford stopped Bernard? Yeah. And what is... But what does Bernard being a host mean for all those conversations that he was having with Dolores before? Like, does, does Ford know about Dolores... Like, him letting Dolores not continue or not go back to her loop this it's just it's really strange i i don't know i'm i'm very interested to see all these different things i need there to be some sort of reveal about arnold slash the maze soon because we i need to get reinvested in dolores i've kind of lost my investment in her to be honest because i just don't know what she's chasing why she's there yeah to me that whole relationship with willie with william and yeah. her it's just I mean, I sort like of, their chemistry and all that. I like that. their chemistry too, but the story yeah. is just kind of getting boring. Yeah. Um, it's just this couple just trying to find a place to live at this point. Uh, yeah. It's just, and, and at the same time, you know, it's not like, you know, he can't stay there. So it's like, I don't know. Uh, it's really strange. I agree. Uh, I need some reveal to happen soon. Agreed. All right. Um, any more thoughts on Westworld or do you want to kind of transition to The Walking Dead? Let's transition over to The Walking Dead. All right. So in just a minute, we are going to transition to The Walking Dead. So stay tuned. Alright guys, this is our official The Walking Dead recap with spoilers. With me I have Enrique as a guest, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Was, doing good. I actually like last night's episode. You mean Sunday's episode? Or, yeah, Sunday. <laughs> Alright, so what are your general thoughts on Sunday's episode? I enjoyed the whole hilltop thing. I did like the saviors coming in too. Like, 
and Negan wasn't there, and as you know, I'm not a massive Negan fan lately with the past couple episodes, and I like Simon and Gregory. All the characters did well in this episode, and I like the dynamic with Maggie and the hilltop. I did have a couple problems with Carl's little storyline. Oh my gosh, you always have problems with Carl's storyline. Always. Always. I don't know what it is. You just don't like Carl. You just don't like Chandler Riggs. I don't like Carl. <laughs> you just don't like Chandler Riggs? Is that the thing? I guess. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. You might be in the minority there. I thought, uh, I thought everything was pretty, pretty well this episode, especially the stuff with Carl and Enid and Rike. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I thought their chemistry was actually pretty well developed throughout last season and, and this season, it, you know, it, it's sort of paid off. So I, I like, th- I like their stuff. Um, the stuff with the hilltop was, Really good. Having Simon go in there and be like, I'm your Negan. Um, <laughs> that was really good. I, I like Simon as sort of, um, as sort of his right hand man, um, when he really goes, when, when Negan's at, at his place. So I, I did like the dynamic there. What do you, what do you think about Gregory and what's going on there at the hilltop? I think Greg, Gregory is a coward, like they said before. And I kind of want Maggie and Jesus to run the hilltop. Mm-hmm. And just the name Jesus is just, I think about it and then I say it and I realize like, why? (laughs) Whatever. So yeah, I do like that. I feel like Gregory should stay for a little while, add more character dynamic, make him a little more interesting, I guess. Yeah, man. I, it's interesting because Maggie was just like, he's a coward and cowards are the most dangerous ones. Mm -hmm, That was a good line. Yeah, that was, I thought thought the line was great. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if they're going to end up taking him out or, or, or what, but, um, clearly there is going to be differences as long as Maggie is there with Sasha, there, there are going to be differences Mm -hmm. there. So I don't know what's going to happen with Gregory. I feel like Gregory possibly won't be lasting long at the hilltop very much longer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about, what did you think about the opening scene with Rick and, and Carl and Michonne? I thought that was a good scene. I did like the whole Michonne and Rick thing they had going at the very beginning. Yeah. It was, it was a little interesting. And with Carl and Enid, that was, I mean, I didn't have like a problem with their romance. It bothered me a little bit, but the most annoying scene I feel was the roller skating scene. Because, like, I like the idea of, like, them finding roller skates, but then again, I'm like, why is there a bag with two pairs of roller skates that perfectly fit them just lying in the middle of the road? Yeah, that I had a problem with. I'm just like, yo, how do you even know these are your size? Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, I thought the I thought their chemistry was, was really well developed here. Um, as much as you and I agreed on the roller skate, like, <laughs> just, like, the, like, coincidentally being their size, um... I do like that scene just because, just because you know they're they're happy, mm-hmm. you know. Finally, after all the stuff with Negan and and everything, so I do think that that is interesting. <sighs> this is a pretty packed episode, yeah, man, especially with uh, Gregory. What do you think about that? Just the last thing I'm gonna talk about the the, the scene where they have that car come in and plays that loud music with Maggie. Oh. Maggie took charge there. And Maggie did take see. charge, but one of the things that just bothered me a little bit, I'm like, why is, where is everybody else in the hilltop? Like, what is everyone else doing? Why are they the only ones awake? But otherwise, I did like Maggie taking ca- charge. I did like Jesus flipping around doing random crap. And yeah, Maggie, I had no idea that Jesus could do this. I was like, ooh, he's Jesus. like a ninja. <laughs> My God, look at you, man! Like kicking people up. One line I did like with Maggie was the one where she's like, "I've crushed people's cars with tractors before," and then she started telling that story. That was real funny. Yeah, I think the most powerful line from her this episode was when she was just like. I'm Maggie, Maggie Re. <laughs> that was, was a good a, line. Maggie a had line. a lot of good moments this episode. She's a really good character this you, season. You definitely see her becoming a stronger character yeah. after Glenn's death. Mm-hmm. Um, it. We also get a tease of Herschel, you know, where she was just like, my father gave this to him mm-hmm. and, and everything. So Maggie has gone through so much, and we are seeing her really, first of all, take on the leadership. Take on the leadership at the hilltop, naturally, and she's becoming a very strong character. So I'm interested to see where her character goes from here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she'll even be more stronger than um, Michonne. Mm-hmm. So, very interested to see that. Um, anything else? Any other thoughts on The Walking Dead? I'm excited for the next episode. That I like the ending shot slash scene with Carl just, like, on the bus, like, ready. He's, like, ready to attack me. And, and then he sees Jesus in the corner, and they just look at each other like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I want to see them interact. I feel like that could be a cool character dynamic. Definitely, definitely. I I do want to see more Negan with Carl. I do want to mm-hmm. see that. I do think that that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, because I I liked I like what he I liked what uh what he said to Carl and like a few episodes back when he had the, when Carl was pointing the gun at him. <laughs> he was oh. Just like, Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> so, um, I do want to see more more chemistry between them. Um, also, I thought the thing with Jesus and Carl was also really cool. So it's gonna be interesting seeing those two go to the savior's place uh, you know check out where they live so mm-hmm. re- we'll go from there but alright guys this has been the walking dead recap we're going to take it over to the star wars rebels recap the rebels recap first in a while i think yes yes we've had a little bit of a break uh, just because of the craziness going on with our schedules at this point but it's good to be yeah. back yeah yeah i mean uh how, how are things going down for, down there for you carlos um pretty good pretty good we're gonna have like um just a crazy release schedule with the podcast and then some youtube videos coming out so it, it's a crazy time but it's like almost like it's practice for the winter, so <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, I guess this is how it's going to be uh, coming up pretty soon. So. Yeah, man. So uh, I guess let's jump into the episode. So um, I don't remember what this episode. Oh, the Iron Squadron. Iron Squadron. Uh, what's the name of this episode. We saw um, they were going to relieve, like, to free some rebels from a planet that was about to come under attack by the Empire. Mm-hmm. When they got there, they suddenly ran into a YT-2400 freighter, which you may recognize from Legends, if you know anything about that. Uh, it was the ship of Dash Rendar, who is a complicated character that I might talk about in a different episode. <laughs> but uh, I was a little disappointed that there was no nod to him besides the ship itself. Mm-hmm. But um, from then, they meet. we meet... Um, the main character, one of the main new characters of the episode, uh, General Sato's or Admiral Sato's uh, nephew. What mm-hmm. was his name, Carlos? I don't uh, remember. It was like, it was like Matt Mart. No, I can't remember. I need to. I'll, uh, th- I'll look it up. But anyway, we meet him and his crew, mm-hmm. uh, which are uh, they're a bunch of kids that were single-handedly fighting the Empire and doing a pretty good job of it for like their age and the. Their lack of experience, they fought off a Guzanti um, attack cruiser with some rigged cargo and uh, sent it flying away, which was really surprising. No, no help needed. But they did think that that was a Star Destroyer, so not doing as good as they <laughs> thought they were. Yeah, it's Mart. Mart. Thank you. Mart and his crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about them, Carlos? Um, I actually kind of, I didn't, I wish they weren't so young because that just makes me feel like, okay, we're watching a kid's show again, but that's just a personal thing. Um, but anyway, the, I really loved how they were kind of really, really scrappy and they would use like the cargo, like you said, um, <laughs> to bomb different ships. And, but at the same time, they literally had no idea what they were talking about, uh, thinking that it was, um, a Star Destroyer, but I really did like them, and I like this episode as a whole because it kind of feels like we're getting back to more of last season, where it's, which last season definitely has its problems, but it's more they're trying to gather these different uh, factions of rebels and try to join everybody together in a more unified force. Yeah, we've had several weeks of like character development and stuff like that, and now it seems like this is taking a step back to gathering mm-hmm. the rebels together, which is going to further the plot because that's Thrawn's whole thing is yeah. gathering all the rebels in one place. Um, 
this crew, Mark and his crew, mm-hmm. I really liked them for those reasons, but I have to agree with what Zeb said at the very beginning, that mm-hmm. it sounds like a ship full of Ezra's. That's true. It definitely was. And I was once I, pointed, once I had that pointed out to me, I was very annoyed. Yeah. Uh, just because they're, it's a, they're a bunch of kids. Yeah, that's so but, true. But, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so we did we, get some Thrawn in this episode. Yes, I was about to move on to that. Yeah. So we get um, we get to see some Thrawn. He moves one of his um, fellow admirals into uh, intercept with a uh, small cruiser at first, and uh, which is surprisingly far off. But you see how that change of ta- that ta- the tactics have changed since the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Because if I remember my history right. This admiral he sent in fought along with the Jedi during the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and they were used to fighting in an outnumbered yeah. battle. But now, when he's told to go handle one or two ships and only take the one small cruiser mm-hmm. to go take them out, he's worried. He's scared. They, they don't know what to do with just – even though they have the more firepower, they're weak mm-hmm. when they're not in numbers. Yeah, um, I I did. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I to me the interest with Thrawn came with um, I don't know maybe I misread this situation. I was kind of distracted when I was watching the episode. But did it seem like um, is it Admiral Sato right? Yeah, he has some history with Thrawn. That's what it seemed like, right? He did. We saw that at the end. Like yeah. they, but Sato comes to the rescue at the end. Really, that's how it goes. Is yeah. They, Basically, they're fighting off the Empire, then the Empire comes and retaliates. They can't fight them off by themselves, but mm-hmm. then in the end they win. But Thrawn shows up there at the very last second and uh, gives a nod to Sato. And yeah. I think one reason um, Thrawn sent that one guy in solo mm-hmm. is like he. it seems almost like he's trying to cull some of the weak from his ranks. Like, <laughs> That's true. If this guy can't handle this job, then he's mm-hmm. not worthy of fighting alongside me. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely there's some definitely some history there. It sounds like by the way they both like they don't identify each other at all. They just immediately know who each other yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. So I'm eager to see where that's going to lead later on. I, I can't wait to see that because I was really interested. I was like, whoa, they know hmm, that's interesting. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait to see more Thrawn and getting to know his plot mm-hmm. and his 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 history a little bit more. Which I know a lot of his history we won't get until. The book that's coming out in April, True. but yeah. Anything else from this episode? Um, I don't think I really have anything. Um, uh, I do have the um. I'm currently reading uh, Catalyst, the book mm-hmm. that leads up to Rogue One. Almost yeah. done with that. So soon, hopefully, we'll have a video up. Um, maybe in the next. I'm gonna say two weeks, just because school's about to get crazy too. Yeah. Uh, we will have a video up about that, uh, talking mm-hmm. about all the big major things that happen in that that you might want to know before going into the movie. Yep. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because uh, I'm too lazy to read. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm There's a lot of – I'm really looking forward – Do we? when's the winter break for this show? Do we know? Uh, I have no idea. Let me look it up here. Um – we have episodes scheduled up until December 10th, so I'm guessing that's probably, yeah, that's about the halfway point of the season, too, so, yeah, so that's, we got, like, three more episodes till the break, so two more episodes until a really great episode, um, as per Rebels' kind of, um, habits and patterns there, but I- I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, and this was, it was, like, it didn't really propel the plot forward, but at the same time, to me, this was, I had more fun watching this episode than I did the previous episode. I don't know. That's yeah, just we're me. definitely taking baby steps back to the main plot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, so unless you have anything else, we will sign out from here. Yeah. Anything? Nothing? All right. So yeah. what, what we will do is I will sign out from here because um, this is actually the end of the episode in the end of the 50th episode of the screen fellows podcast jesse can you believe it's been that long oh uh, what can you believe it's been 50 episodes 
I can't. I can't. It's crazy. <laughs> Jeez, it's crazy. Yeah, but um, definitely be looking forward to um, the next couple episodes because we'll have a bonus episode in there somewhere, um, and then also tons of YouTube stuff. We actually have a YouTube video. Um, that by the time this episode is posted will already be out. It is top 10 fantasy um, movies of all time, so definitely check that out. I'll put a lot of work into that, and thank you to Enrique for doing that. Um, but yeah, so again, make sure you um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Uh, make sure you rate and review us there. Um, subscribe on YouTube, because like I said, tons of great YouTube content. Um, follow Ozzy on Twitter, at Castro Ozzy, follow me on Twitter at Cheery456. <clears throat> Jesse, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter uh, at Colonel Swink. Awesome. And yeah, so definitely make sure you follow the Screenfellows on social media, at Screenfellows on everything. It's Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. We're all over the place, so it is not hard to find us. All right, guys, this is Screenfellows. Tell me a walk.